Foodie lovers, it's time. Hello, food lovers, it's Dave. Are you ready for some foodie fun? Yes, today and every weekday, cooking something good and your host, Dave Duso, brings you foodie fun adventures and fantastic food talk. Get ready for great recipes, food experts, daily prizes, lots of laughs, and of course, great deals on restaurant certificates and other food-related items at cookingsomethinggood.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, oh no, it's Dave Dussault. Yes, indeed, we love you here at Cooking Something Good. The CSG Broadcast Network would like to welcome you, all you great foodies, to the Conway Scenic Railroad Broadcast Studio for another great episode of Cooking Something Good, where fun is food and food is fun. And it's always foodie fun time here at Cooking Something Good. Hey, it's showtime, and today, drum roll, please. I don't have any drums. We'll just do it with your fingers on the desk. Well, why didn't you say that? Why are you talking to yourself? Just do the drum roll. Okay. We're going to talk about canning tomatoes, the do's, the don'ts, and the many advantages of canning your own tomatoes. Ugh, those were the days. Sauces, stews, chilies, salsa... Uh, me and Nona would can tomatoes and sauces, and we would, all her grandchildren, we would be the beneficiaries all year long. I'm thinking back to Sunday at our house, Sunday macaroni, sausage, peppers, and onions, tuna with red sauce, and pasta, sardines with pasta, and red peppers with breadcrumbs over the top, mm. spaghetti with clams and a red sauce with capers and red pepper sauce, Brajal and a tomato gravy, all of this because my four foot, 11 inch, 75 year old, 70 pound Italian grandmother worked for days to prepare canned sauce so that we could enjoy it all year long. She did it for us. It was a labor of love. And, you know, looking back now, not sure I appreciated it. But it's some of the best memories I have is Sunday at my nana's house. The food was just always great. It was family. It was just nice. Hey, with that, we're also going to pass along one of our tomato-based recipes. So stick around for that. Plus, of course, chances for you to win with the Dear Dave, the Foodie Know-It-All, and, of course, the Sharila Deal of the Day. All that today, but before we get that going, let's say hello and thank you to our great sponsors, the Conway Scenic Railroad. It's an old-fashioned railroad experience. Manny's Extra Virgin Olive Oil. It's the only olive oil I have in my kitchen. Manny's Extra Virgin Olive Oil from Greece with love. Spill solved. Every restaurant should have a container of spill solved on site. It is a must. Spill solved, the new standard in spill recovery. And of course, cookingsomethinggood.com, the gift of good food is always in good taste. 
Why not give a great gift and save a little money this holiday season while you're at it? You can find it all at cookingsomethinggood.com. A nice gift for someone or maybe even yourself. Hey, it's time to do some house cleaning. Check a few boxes off our list here at the CSG Broadcast Network. Let's start with today's two great Sharila deals of the day. You can find them at cookingsomethinggood.com. Today's two Sharila deals of the day are first, a $50 gift card to Yuyu's Japanese Bistro in Nashua. We have a limited supply, as always, five of them today, and it's one per customer, and they don't go on sale until 7 o'clock this morning. Again, you can find it at cookingsomethinggood.com, so be there right at 7 o'clock if you want a chance of getting one of the $50 UU gift certificates for just $20. And for our podcast listeners around the world, it's a $20 gift card to the restaurant of your choice for just $9. Anywhere in the world, your favorite restaurant, as long as they sell gift certificates, will get you one. Once again, you can find them both at cookingsomethinggood.com, and they are today's Sharila Deals of the Day. They are a couple of great offers at cookingsomethinggood.com. We've always got some great stuff there now that it's the holiday season, a great place to shop. Listen, I got a question. Are you a lane changer? Let me know if you're pro or anti-lane changing. You know what I mean by a a lane changer? You can be a lane changer in a supermarket or a line changer. We know one line is too long. You're constantly trying to find that perfect line, but it turns out if you just stayed where you were, you'd you'd be there faster. On the road, you got the, the line, the lane changers and traffic jams. Oh, my God. You know, they're, you're in a 45-minute traffic jam, and they change lanes 62 times. And at the end of the traffic jam, there are two cars behind you or two cars in front of you. It doesn't make a difference. I've said it before. Just stay where you are. It makes no difference whatsoever. It drives me crazy. That's my take anyway. What's your take on lane changers? Let us know. 732-336-1040. Let me know because A, I'm nosy, and B, I love knowing what our listeners think about those things that drive me crazy that really shouldn't. And I wonder if they drive you crazy too or if you just don't care. 732-336-1040. Let us know. Always interested to know what all of my great listeners are thinking. You can also email me at davidcookingsomethinggood.com. Moving right along, it's time to check off another box. It's time for the Dear Dave question of the day. This is how it works. If we answer your question on the air, you will receive a $20 gift card to the restaurant of your choice. It's really easy. All you need to do is send your question in to Dave at cookingsomethinggood.com. Dave at cookingsomethinggood.com. If we read your question on the air, you win the gift card. That's pretty simple, right? Come on. It just doesn't get any easier than that. Today's Dear Dave question of the day comes from Paul M. in Hampton, New Hampshire. And Paul writes, Dear Dave, Murphy's Law always seems to rule the roost when it comes to me trying to make bacon. No matter how much bacon I have, No matter what size pan I have, the bacon never seems to fit in my pan. I always have one too many pieces, and I'm always squishing it in to make room. Am I nuts, or is the bacon out to get me? Paul M. 
Hampton, New Hampshire. Paul, congratulations. You have won a $20 gift card to Les Maisons Navas in Portsmouth, one of my favorite places. It's the restaurant you chose as your restaurant of choice. And you are today's Dear Dave winner of the day. The answer to your question is, no, you're not nuts, but you do need help. I mean, if you think bacon is out to get you, uh, get help, my dead pig-fearing friend. Get help now. Okay, that was kind of mean. I'm sorry. You still won the $20 gift card. But listen, if you overfill your pan with bacon, it will not cook evenly. So leave about an inch between slices and make it the bacon, baby. Make it in batches. Be patient. If you're patient and you make it in batches, your bacon will cook evenly and you will be happier and you won't have to fear being, well, you can't say nuts. That's not an appropriate term anymore, but losing your mind. As it pertains to your original question, the answer is actually yes. It is Murphy's Law, and uh, it's like Tupperware lids and socks. It's a mystery that will never be solved. There is never quite enough room to get that last piece of bacon in. I don't care if you have two pieces, the pan you have will only fit one. If you had 10 pieces, the pan you fit will only take nine. If you had 9,099 pieces, the pan you have would only take 9,098. Drives me crazy too, Paul. I don't blame you. And that is today's Dear Dave question of the day. Hey, we will take a quick break now. Keep your forks up. We will be right back here at Cooking Something Good. Hey, everyone. If there's one thing I know quite a bit about, it's solid waste disposal and recycling. I ran a trash company for 25 years, and my family owned a trash company three generations. My grandparents started it for about 75 years. If you are, say, doing your kitchen over, cleaning something out, or you own a small business, a medium-sized business, a large business, a huge corporation, or you just need trash picked up at your house, I'm going to tell you, the company you want to call is E.L. Harvey. You can find them at E.L. Harvey.com. This is a pretty big company, but it's still family owned and it's still family run. They've been in the business, the Harvey family, since 1911. Yeah, they're going on 110 years. They're great corporate citizens. The family is made up of some of the nicest people I've ever dealt with. And I mean that sincerely. If you need something, that's related to solid waste or recycling, the company to call is E.L. Harvey. You can reach them at elharvey.com. E.L. Harvey, quietly improving the quality of life with environmentally sound and economically sensible solid waste and recycling since 1911. Hey, foodies, do you have kids? Maybe you're a railroad buff. If you're looking for some great family-friendly fun or you're just a train nerd like me, then the Conway Scenic Railroad is a must because they not only combine family fun with the feeling of old-time rail travel, but they have great full kitchen cars and offer different meal options depending on what excursion you choose. A train ride with the kids, food and drinks, the beautiful New Hampshire countryside, it's a great day in beautiful North Conway. And after your trip on the Conway Scenic Railroad, there's still so much to do. North Conway is a restaurant town, it's an outdoor activities town, and for people who love to shop, there's great little artsy boutiques as well as the Settlers Green Outlets. So if you like to shop, 
This is a great town. For more information about the Conway Scenic Railroad, go to cookingsomethinggood.com and click on the little train icon that says Conway Scenic Railroad. The Conway Scenic Railroad. It's an old-fashioned railroading experience. I had a great idea. We're back here at Cooking Something Good. I had a great idea for a Christmas album. No one else, none of my friends, nobody in my family likes this idea, but I was going to call it the Dave Duso Narcissistic Christmas Album. Bump, bum, 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 bump, Dave Duso, D-I-V-I-D-D-U-S-E-A-U, it's me, it's Drew, you know it's Drew, my name is Dave, my name is Dave Duso, hey! Yeah, nobody else liked it. I think it's genius, but hey, I'm living in a... A world that other people can't comprehend, and in a world where other people think that I may need some professional help. Hey, as I talked about in the opening, we are going to can tomatoes today. My nonna, Lucrecia Belenduano, she used to can tomatoes all the time. They would make us great meals all year long. This is how you do it. Make sure you follow the rules here, because while canning any kind of fruit or vegetable is lots of fun. You got to make sure you do it safely. And if you don't feel comfortable with my method or anybody else's method, don't do it. But my Nana did it like this, and she lived to be a, a, a healthy old woman. So, hey, if it wasn't safe, all these Italian grandmothers would be dropping dead everywhere. There'd be 20,000 dying every day from eating canned tomatoes. So I think it's safe. But anyway, use your own discretion. The first thing you need is you have to get your jars. 16-ounce jars are perfect. They're all over the internet. You can find them at any discount store. Make sure you wash it well. Wash it with soap and water, then put it in the dishwasher, wash it again, let it dry well. Then you want to get your tomatoes. I like these Roma tomatoes, but you can use any kind of tomatoes. I like to... Um, Kind of take out the uh, the little top part. Just put your paring knife in. Rotate the tomato around about a half inch down. Pull that out. Cut it in half. Then you add salt. You put it in a colander, all your tomatoes, once you've done that. Now, this is a lot of work, remember. Canning tomatoes is, is a, it's a, it's not a job because you're only going to do it if it's something you really enjoy doing. But it does take some work. So you want to put those in a colander. Make sure you have salt on them. Leave them for about two hours in Underneath the colander, put a bowl. After about two hours, you're going to take them up, and because you put the salt on, a lot of that water is going to drain out. You'll see the water at the bottom. That's just less water that has to boil. Now you put your tomatoes in a large pot, and you're going to start cooking them slow at first, medium heat at first. Put about uh, a third of your tomatoes in the pot if your pot is big enough, and then you want to stir it and stir it and stir it. And as they start to break down, add more tomatoes, continue to stir. As they start to break down more, add the rest of your tomatoes. And then you want to bring that up to a boil. And you want to let it boil for about an hour to an hour and a half. You want to turn the heat down a little, and you want to be stirring a lot during that time. You really want to be stirring. So after about an hour and a half of this sauce, or now saucy, that's been boiling, you're going to take your tomatoes... And you're going to, you can take a potato masher. If you have a machine that uh, crushes tomatoes, you can use that. You want to break them down well. And then you want to cook it for another 
hour. Medium to medium high heat, low boil, stir, stir, stir. And then in your canning jars, while that's going on, you want to get some basil. Make sure your basil is washed and put a good amount of basil in each one of your canning jars. Don't put any garlic in there, just basil. And when your sauce is cooked another hour, very carefully get a funnel. Get a nice clean, again, make sure your funnel is clean. And you want to funnel your sauce, your tomatoes, into your canning jars until they're almost full. Once you've done that, you want to put the lids on and tighten them to fingertip tight. Just fingertip tight. Take your cans, put them in a pot of water. Make sure the water covers all of the jars you have, all the cans you have in the pot and boil that for 45 minutes. This is going to be very hot. You want to put it upside down. All your jars, once they're all filled, put them upside down and put them in a pan, in a, in a good-sized baking dish. And then you want to put a towel or a blanket. You want them to cool slowly. You do not want these to, you don't want it to get so hot that it's going to crack, right? So you want it to cool slowly. Some people before, I should have told you this before, I guess, We'll put a little lemon juice in to keep the acidity up. I don't. Anyway, leave them upside down for 12 to 18 hours. Take them back. Flip them over. Push down on the cover. You've got your lid and you've got your cover, right? The thing that screws on and then the lid. And when you push down, there shouldn't be that sound, right? It should be firm. If it makes that sound, no good. It's no good. You can't use it because that means air can still get in there. Then you just put your jars in storage in a cool place and you have them all year long. And because you have them there, and it's just so much better than tomatoes that came out of a can, it's just a more authentic taste. You don't get that saltiness. But then you can make my Nana's marinara sauce, not marinara, but her sauce that she used to make. And here's how you make her sauce. You open up one of your jars, put it in a pan, Get it stirred around, put a little piece of parsley in there, a little bit of parsley. Stir it around, but don't start cooking it quite yet. In a frying pan, you want to roughly chop a medium-sized onion. And when it starts to make that sizzling sound, you want a couple of pieces of bone-in pork. And you want to put those in your pan with your onions. And you want to brown those well. Also, you get yourself some good Italian hot and or sweet sausage and you start to brown that also in the pan where the onions are start to take your onions out your onions are not going to go in your sauce brown both your sausage and your pork well you want good color on both of those things you're going to turn your sauce on now start stirring medium heat add your meat and let it go for about 45 minutes. And after about 45 minutes, you want to add one tablespoon of salt. Now my Nana added two. I only like one. Who am I to go against her? I shouldn't be, but I just don't like that much salt. So you can add two, but it's to taste, you know. And as it starts to heat up and warm, you are going to and take your sauce and take your pasta, whatever kind of pasta you've made, and put your pasta in a large serving bowl. 
and take, I like Pecorino Romano. I don't know if I like Pecorino Romano or if I just like saying Pecorino Romano, but get yourself some Pecorino Romano or any kind of Italian cheese you choose here and grate it and put two or three tablespoons all around on top of your pasta, then put some sauce on top of your pasta and then put a little more cheese on top of your sauce and then put some more sauce on top of that cheese, mix it together well, put it into a nice bowl, get yourself a fork, take your meat, serve it separately, there you have it. You've canned tomatoes, you've made a nice pasta sauce, you've made some sausage, you made a little pork. What else is there in the dead of winter? Football's over, nothing's really started yet, you're watching like, you know, those ridiculous handball sports that are on in that time of year when football's over and nothing else has started yet. Or you're going off skiing for the day, and at the end of the day, you want a nice bowl of pasta. Yeah. All from my Nana's kitchen, both of these things today. I remember my Nana fondly, and this one's for you. Love ya. We're going to take a break. We will be back after this. Hey, foodies, welcome back to Cooking Something Good. You know, when it comes to your kitchen, some things you determine to be necessities, and everyone has their own unique preferences. And for me, it's very good extra virgin olive oil. In my kitchen, there's always only one, and that's Manny's Olive Oil. It comes from the Greek island of Crete. Manny's Olive Oil is harvested by hand, which is very rare in this day and age. It's not harvested by a huge automated machine. And that means there's no chemicals, and it means only the best olives make it into each bottle. I can tell the difference. It's the only olive oil I keep in my kitchen. Manny's olive oil comes from his family's own native olive trees on Greece's largest island, Crete. This affordable gourmet olive oil has a unique and bold flavor that can't be found anywhere else. Manny uses only the highest quality of olives, which means they produce only the highest quality of olive oil. You can find Manny's olive oil as well as restaurant gift certificates and other great food-related items at cookingsomethinggood.com. Cookingsomethinggood.com. Manny's olive oil from Greece with love. Hey out there, if you're a restaurant owner or a restaurant manager, I want to tell you about a game-changing spill recovery solution. It's called SpillSolved. Now, you're always going to want to have it nearby for when those nasty spills happen and for when you're cleaning up your greasy floors at the end of a shift. There's no more chemicals and mops to clean your greasy floors at the end of the day. Spill Solved goes on dry. It works instantly on grease and all kinds of spills, leaves no oily residue, and it leaves the affected area safe for foot traffic immediately. It's great for restaurants, and it's reusable. It's really a great product. You can buy SpillSolved at cookingsomethinggood.com, or for more information and an on-site demonstration, call SpillSolved at 413-537-8979. SpillSolved, the new standard in spill recovery. Hey, foodies, it's Dave. Listen, I know you don't want to hear this because it seems way too early, but the holiday season is going to start early this year because of some huge supply chain issues, not only here, but all around the world and also worker shortages here in this country. It's going to be very difficult to get 
items for gifts giving this year. And the later or the longer you wait will make it even more difficult. Don't get shut out. Start your shopping early. If you don't have your shopping done by the end of November, it's going to be tough to find the exact gift you want for the exact purpose. And remember, if you're looking for a great gift idea, nothing is better than the gift of food. The gift of food is always in good taste. So why not give a great gift and save a little money at cookingsomethinggood.com? It's a place for gift certificates on great restaurants. It's foodie fun, recipes, deals, gadgets, and more. It's cookingsomethinggood.com. November 1st, we will be coming out with a whole list of restaurants from all around the world and all around your region. So look for us November 1st. In the meantime, we do have some great deals and some restaurants up there now. Cookingsomethinggood.com. Don't get shut out this year. The gift of food is always in good taste at Cooking Something Good. We're back. It's time for the Foodie Know-It-All question of the day. The Foodie Know-It-All question of the day. A chance for you to win. Today, you can win a $30 gift certificate to the Woodlands Farm Brewery in Kittery, Maine. If you can be the first person to answer this question at 732-336-1040, just call up. Be the first person to leave the correct answer. Leave your contact information if you're first, you win. Easy as that. Today's foodie know-it-all question of the day. Mesoamerican Aztec culture is where this fruit was first cultivated and utilized. It is used in many dishes in Italy. Can you name this fruit? It's today's foodie know-it-all question of the day for your friends here at Cooking Something Good. If you know the answer, 7323. Three, six, ten, forty, like your ten forty text form. Easy as that. Be the first, you win. It's another way to win here at Cooking Something Good. And that is it for the day. The show is over. Another foodie fun road has indeed been traveled. Cooking Something Good is a production of the CSG Broadcast Network, and all rights are reserved. You can also listen to our podcast. Just Google Cooking Something Good Podcast or Cooking Something Good Podcast Apple and click where you see the CSG episode, Cooking Something Good. We'd like to say thanks to all our listeners every day who have been downloading our podcast. We've mentioned this every day. The numbers keep growing. All over the world, we're getting people downloading, and we are truly thankful for your support. Remember, if you have an idea for a podcast, let us know by emailing jack at cookingsomethinggood.com. We'd be interested in having you on our network. We are accepting auditions for new shows until the end of this year. And as always, please remember, fun is food and food is fun. And it's always foodie fun time here at Cooking Something Good. Don't wait for it to happen. Get out there and make today great. Bye now. Hey, everyone. It's Dave. Have you ever thought about having your own show? It could be a cooking show a lifestyle show, or maybe even a short video series. It could be a topical audio show or maybe even a podcast. If you've had an idea for a TV show or a series or maybe a short film but thought it would be impossible to create, produce, and get aired, you may be in luck. Soon, the CSG Broadcast Network will be holding auditions for new programs on our network. 
The auditions will be held from November 1st through December 15th. If you're interested, please call us at 732-336-1040 or you can email us at jack at cookingsomethinggood.com for more information. Thanks again and forks up. Forks up.